Hey, everybody, it's Lee. I know we're heading into the offseason, so we wanted to give a shout-out to our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, one more time. And again, we have a coupon for $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at hockey.sensearena.com. I always like to remind everybody, I've been using this thing for six months, and I'm just blown away, not just from the VR aspect of it and the virtual reality side of things, but the ability to give different perspectives of the game, whether I'm playing as a goaltender, and I got to admit, it is really hard, but it has really given me a perspective from that point of hockey, which has made me a better coach and a better ice hockey player, or the skater modes, which help you work on cognitive skills and other things like heads-up play that you don't normally get to work on in a practice or a game. So I implore you to check it out. It helps us out. It helps them out. Support our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena. Get $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Again, that's Hockey Never Stops. That's the code at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Check it out. And without further ado, enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. What would you do if you had four kids playing the game? And what would you do if multiple kids were goalies within that family? Our guest today is living that life while also being a very successful entrepreneur. This is, uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. Uh, it literally embodies the Our Kids Play Hockey title. Uh, so you're gonna enjoy this one. We have Kim Wright on today. Uh, must listen for, for all of us today. Good episode. Um, also, we're into the season now. Uh, if you're looking for some professional team building, team bonding, uh, talks with your team, uh, we're offering special deals right now over at Game7Group.com that if you come over there and let us know, or you can email us at Lee at Game7Group.com. Uh, if you're interested in some team building for the year, we're giving discounts to anybody who listens to this podcast. Just let us know that you're interested and we'll uh, we'll go over some plans with you about the same things that we do with pro teams and college teams and junior teams. We do with my teams and sport teams and peewee teams. And it's all about bringing that group together. Uh, whether you're the players or a coach who just wants to learn more, check us out again, game7group.com for all of your team performance, team building, team bonding needs. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into the episode today about having four kids playing hockey, two of them goalie, with our guest, Kim Wright. Enjoy the episode, everybody. Hello, hockey friends and families around the world, and welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. I'm Lee Elias with Mike Benelli, and we've got a very special guest today, one whose hockey life balance will both shock you and equally impress you. Kim Wright joins us today. She is the mother of four youth hockey players, Aiden, who is 14 and is a AAA goalie, the twins, Brady, who is 12 and a goalie, and Jack, who is also 12, obviously, and a defenseman, both play on a AA team, and Charlie, who is seven years old and is a mite. Now, for this audience, that bio would be enough to wow you. But Kim takes this to the next level. Check this out. In addition to being a full-time hockey mom, Kim is the owner and operator of five nothing-but-cake locations while also serving as the chairperson and Northeast rep for the organization's brand advisory council. She's also a staple in her local community, serving as a board member for her local chamber of commerce and a chair for her local YMCA advisory board. Not to mention, Kim can always be seen around town or on the nightly news at events sharing the joy of bunt cakes. She also doesn't just do these jobs. She, she's also recognized for these jobs. And I'm talking just recently, as in the past three years, Kim was awarded or recognized as the, check this out, 2023 Mainline Chamber of Commerce Woman-Owned Business of the Year, 2023 Delaware County Chamber of Commerce Small Business Person of the Year, 2023 Mainline Today Power Women Honoree, from 2019 to 2023, Mainline Parent Community Love Award winner and 2020, a wonderful year, 
Nothing but cakes, love. That's living our values every day award winner. Those are just the recent awards. Kim was also the feature of our own Christy Cashiona Burns Hockey Mom article in this month's USA Hockey Magazine. People, I'm going to be honest with you. There's more to this bio than I read, but we don't have two and a half hours to go through all of them, and we need to get in the show. I will just finish with this. Above all of the accomplishments that I've said, parent being the number one, Kim is a thoughtful and wonderful person and parent with a genuine nature to help others. It's so obvious when you meet her that she cares about you and cares about what you're saying. It's a rarity nowadays. Kim, welcome to Our Kids Play Hockey. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here and um, see you and Mike face to face. Uh, Lee, I'm excited that this past year, you and I have been able to have more FaceTime since our mites play together, which has been awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, just for the audience so you understand, Kim and I are in the same area. And for the first year of my hockey journey, when my son was younger, every we've lived busy lives, Kim. And I was like, you guys got to meet each other. It's amazing you haven't run each, into each other. And I think it took about a year before we actually met. Uh, and then we didn't stop seeing each other uh, every day afterwards. But, you know, um, I'm always in awe of you and, and everything that you've accomplished. I've said it many times that, uh, look, you might be shorter than me, but I look up to you. Same thing I say to my wife, right? Uh, and all of the stuff that you do. So, Kim, I, I thought really hard on these questions, all right? And and I need I needed to leave lead off with a good one. And this is how I wrote it. Kim, how the hell do you juggle all of that? <laughs> well, you know, I get asked that a lot, you know, in business, as a mom. And um, one thing that I always say is that ultimately every day I wake up and I embrace the chaos, right? I know that I'm going to have a, you have to have a good game plan, right? Always uh, in order to try to succeed and do your best, but I'm always ready for everything to fall apart. And when it does, and when it starts to unravel, I'm just ready to embrace that chaos because ultimately my goal every day is to control the chaos, but sometimes it doesn't happen. So, you know, positivity, a good attitude, a can-do attitude, just like we tell our kids on the ice, um, is super important. And I would say that's my number one thing uh, going in every day. Uh, and I understand that not everybody has a uh, positive mindset mentality, which I'm blessed with, to be honest with you. That's how I wake up every day. I see the glass half full every day when I wake up. But I know that that's not... Um, natural for everybody, right? Some people wake up and, um, you know, they have a different outlook, but I would say the, the best thing that you can do every day is to attempt to put positivity in the world. So it comes back to you. Well, I, I think we need to get t-shirts made that say embrace the chaos. I'm a hockey parent or something like that. You know, I, I want to ask this question too, because, uh, I'll be, I'll be upfront about this. I, you know, I talk a lot about mental fitness and mental health on this channel. I don't always have the easiest time transitioning when things chaos presents itself. Right. You know, I have my plan at the beginning of each day. Um, and just like you, things happen. So I'm wondering if there's anything, uh, you know, in addition to the positivity, which exudes out of you that, you know, you lean on when something goes left instead of going right. Is it, is it a deep breath for you? Is it, do you practice that normally or is it just, you know, Hey, this, it's the way it is. And I got to move forward. Well, you know, since, you know, your podcast is primarily about us being parents to hockey children, I think one of our biggest challenges in our household as parents is that some children lean more towards what, you know, our persona and we can identify with that. Right. And then sometimes that's a good thing. And sometimes that's the ultimate challenge. And then, you know, opposite of that, sometimes 
our child is so opposite of us. We can't understand them. And we just want them to, you know, kind of go into our lane and do the things the way that we want them to, even though we know as they grow to adulthood, like they're going to be their own person and we need to help them be the best for them. Right. Because they need to go out into the world and then achieve things on their own. Um, So I would say, you know, having, and the hockey world is so great about this hockey family is the most incredible best thing about putting our kids in this youth sport is that I lean on other people and Leah, you're one of those people. I know that I've called you, um, you know, for small things, for large things. And, you know, when you do that because you really need to, it can, it can change everything for you. Sometimes it's a validation. Sometimes it's actual things that help you. Sometimes it's a tip like, oh, I get my pre-made foods from this person and she delivers them, you know, once a month. So it just depends on what it is. Um, But I think that knowing, you know, leaning on your hockey family for me is what gets me through it because the schedules are always going to be for me overwhelming. Um, So I've already scheduled this week uh, when another teammate is going to give my son a ride, when we're going to give his son a ride, um, just so that all the magic can happen and everybody can get where they need to be. Uh, It's it's tremendous advice, Kim. And I'll tell you that, you know, one of the mistakes I think I made earlier, this is kind of like business and hockey I'm talking about, is I had this overwhelming, I have to do it myself kind of attitude. Um, And you learn pretty quickly if you want to succeed that it's just not possible. You you have to have a great support system. You have to surround yourself with people uh, that are going to help you, like-minded people. Um, another one you brought up too, it was funny, is you talked about the pre-made meals. You know, it, it, it <laughs> I had this stubbornness about this for the longest time about, no, I, you know, we have to make our own food. And it's like, no, it's, it's, that was not a, a hill I was willing to die on. And it turned out to be one of the best things ever was just to get some support, right? It was, it was lack of a better word, it was worth the investment of time and money to get that back with my family. So exploring those things kind of, as you said, and and <clears throat> as you kind of mentioned, it's different for every family, right? Depending on location and what you do. Um, next one I want to dive into, and then Mike, I'll let you talk. I'm just excited about this one. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to learn. I'm here to learn. Cause yeah. I, I, I have a complete chaos in my life every day. So I'm good. there you go. Well, embrace the chaos, right? That's kind of be, that's the theme of today's show. Um, Kim, again, we, we mentioned you have five, nothing but cakes locations. Um, but th- you're not new to business. You and your husband ran a business successfully together for many years. So weaving that in, kind of knowing that, that you've been in the professional world for a while, when the kids did get into hockey, all right, when that started, <laughs> did you know what you were getting into or was this kind of new for you? And I want you to keep in mind the parents listening that have just started their journey. So, no, absolutely not. I was naive to the hockey world. Had I been more versed, I probably would have, you know, directed them to anything else. Um, but no, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, my kids at the time played t-ball and soccer and they just weren't into it. So Aiden, my oldest son, who was six at the time said, mom, some kids in my school play ice hockey. I think I want to check it out. So naively I said, okay, let me talk to their moms. And, you know, their moms gave me uh, you know, they told me the truth. They were like, oh, hockey's so great. We love it. You're, you meet so many friends. But they did not tell me the like the real deal (laughs) at 5 a.m. It's going to like suck all of your weekend time away. Uh, It's a money pit. They did not tell me any of those other things. I am glad today that they didn't. But, you know, you're talking to uh, a Texas girl who was born and raised in Texas. I think we got the Dallas Stars, you know, when I was probably in middle school or maybe early high school. Um, We were a football family. 
And then I've lived here for 15 years. So I did not know anything about hockey. I feel like I got partial advice when I asked. And, um, but of course, you know, as soon as we signed up the kids and they immediately fell in love with it and we've been here ever since. Yeah. It's like that advice. How was hockey? It's great. It's really great. You should try it. <laughs> no, it, it's I've, driven, I've driven by your house. You have, you have eight feet of grass. So I don't know if, uh, you know, <laughs> but no, you're, but I think, I think that's a, like a cautionary tale, right? It's a, it's almost like we, and we say it from the hockey's, the hockey perspective, I mean, that's always the the biggest selling point. It's like just get them into the rink and get them on the ice, and you got them hooked. Like that's the that's the, the I guess the negative piece of the positive side of what we do from a from a grow the game perspective. Get them out there, getting playing, they're hooked. Like the 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 ability to get a kid onto the ice is the hardest piece. The the, the keeping them there is actually fairly simple. <laughs> you know, if you can give it's them the it's access. Not up to us. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, that's it. I mean, it's just, just, yeah, the kids, the kids just yeah. like, it, it's just one of those sports where, you know, in a, in a world that we're living in, like T-ball becomes very boring to them. I mean, I, I obviously um, like a lot of, a lot of people I try to, you know, inject into these other sports because, you know, I want them to succeed too, because I want, I do want to be out on a baseball field watching my kids play and not always in a rink, you know, 12 months a year. But I think that's the, the struggle for me is like, you've got to get out of this mode of, nine kids standing around waiting for a ball to get hit to them. And that's why hockey is really, you know, elevated itself because there is so much action. There's so much, you know, opportunity um, to build in success for these young players, especially when your kids started, right, Kim, with like the, like the little like six, seven and eight year olds, the way the game uh, has evolved has given these kids the opportunity to play all the time, touch pucks, be active, you know, leave with a good sweat on and, uh, you know, and have a little bit of success as opposed to, you know, I mean, T-ball is hard. I mean, hitting a ball is, they say, the hardest thing to do in sports, right? So I think, you know, I think that piece is a great piece for you and your family. But again, like you said, it's like, well, nobody told me about all this other stuff on the background. And, and but that, but again, that's why we lean on people like you. Like, that's why, you know, Christy would interview somebody like you, because like we want to find the secret sauce to, okay, well, how do we manage all that? And and it is a hard thing to do, uh, whether your kid's in any sport. And I don't want to put hockey into a, a corner here because- any parent that puts that has their child playing a competitive sport. I mean, I just met, you know, two gymnasts this weekend that, that haven't been home in three weeks. So, you know, it's just they're out and about and they have to go, you know, they have to go away to meets and they have to go to different states. I mean, we're you're you're fairly lucky at the youngest ages in hockey that you could stay within your, you know, if if you choose to, you could stay within your bubble. I mean, you can go bonkers. But you can, but you can, but you can control that chaos. I think in a lot of ways. We're, we're going to go um, over her schedule in a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm reading Lee's rundown. I'm like, geez, I'm tired just reading the rundown. I, said, <laughs> I don't even understand how this even is possible. But no, it's it's like, but but again, to, to the point of it is a scary thing to get into. But we do what we can with, with for our kids, and as long as those kids are driving that, mm. I think it's you know then we'll we'll make our schedules work. No, Mike, I think that you hit on some key points, which is to just get kids onto the ice. Um, you know, it's just a great business format, to be honest with you. You know, in nothing but cakes, we say all we have to do is get cake in mouth. <laughs> Once we do that, you can do they they drive themselves to the bakeries, right? And if you have a great product, if you have a great, you know, program, then people will come back for it. Uh, and you're right in terms of the T-ball kind of and, and the soccer lines. That was why my boys struggled. 
um, and I just posted recently on social, I think Lee, you might have seen it. Um, it was a picture of my twins when they were probably first or second year Adams or mites or something like that. And everybody was in the handshake line. And my two twins, probably five or six years old, were wrestling on the side <laughs> of the ice. And I just felt like that, that was them. They just had this um, hockey has a physicality to it that is constant. They have to be in control of their bodies to just stand upright, to move forward in the line, you know, and that's not even any, you know, adding any hockey skills in. And that is why hockey was a win for me as a mom. And that's why I kept going despite the time it took, all of the gear that I was confused by, acquiring the gear, purchasing it, all of it because it had that piece of it that kept them constantly active that no other sport was able to offer at that time. And that was a huge win for me, uh, for them on the ice. And then for me, after they got off the ice, because they were truly engaged the whole time, they were tired. Um, and then now as they've grown into middle schoolers and high schoolers, they are learning such life lessons uh, that goes beyond that physicality about um, being committed to, you know, a training program or to your team, whether, you know, it's a successful season or not, whether they are a complete match for their coach or not, or for all of their teammates or whatever it happens to be. So, um, you know, as a mom, those are the main things that make hockey a winning sport for us as a family. Yeah. And I'll say too, that, you know, I think about, I'm at that point in my life where I'm starting to see things through my own parent, my own parents' eyes, right? I don't know how to say that plurally, but um, I remember for me specifically, the relief on my mother and my father when I found the game, because it fit my personality. And, and look, I love baseball and football. I even enjoy basketball, but they never fit my temperament. When I found the game, it was so such a clicking moment. I remember like, oh, this is it for me. Uh, but I, I could just never stand in center field and wait. That was that was never my my shtick, if you know what I mean. Well, as you know, and Lee, you know, you have, you know, Logan and Alina, so you understand that their personas are not the same. Their mentalities aren't right. the same. Their limits for things aren't the same. The way that they process information will never be the same. But the beauty of this sport is it truly can be a fit for everybody. My Everyone. oldest is your typical oldest type A. My twins are so gregarious and so they're there for the social aspect of it um but they're all equally motivated because the sport is so it can be so inclusive and it right. can reach kids in so many different ways to get them to come back and to be motivated to wake up early and to continue to show up with these ridiculous schedules that you know are six months long oh yeah and and go ahead mike go ahead my no no i just want because i i guess it's just like you know i don't take notes like lee so i'm just trying to i'm trying to go off the the the, the piece here i'm gonna take a note um, on that not of, speaking, take notes. i don't take notes so the, the, the don't tell my wife so so the <laughs> So the the piece there, you know, you made a great point. And I think this is something I really harp on all the time is like you have a triple A child and then you have a, you know, let's say a double A child, but I'm imagining two double A child, two double A children, double, double trouble there. And but I'm not saying it's not like, a you know, but it is a big drop off in like the the I guess the intensity of it. And you mentioned, you know, fun. And I think that's the piece we start to miss. And you're in the world of all these different people you know, all these different levels, having that ability to know where that fun scale is compared to the competitive scale. And I think that's a great point you made is that mm. these the vast majority of our kids just want the social piece of this. They want the, you know, I don't know if they want the structure, but they want the social piece. They want the, hey, I had fun. We, 
we won some, we lost some, we learned to lose, we learned to win, we learned that this coach is not great, and we learned that this coach is like the best person in the world. Like that, that's the kind of stuff I think we lose sight of sometimes when we forget that you know hockey is for everyone, but hockey it is for kids. It's it's for it's for these children to enjoy this time in their life and 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 not it doesn't always have to have an end game of well they're playing because they want to get to the quote unquote next level right I just want my kids playing so they're playing this winter and and they want to come back and play again I mean it, because it 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 they t- to your point it's taking time in their day that's positive you know hopefully hopefully they step on the ice and you know that sixty minutes is a positive experience but I think we I think a lot of us lose sight of the fact that that's really what the core of the game is. And in certain families, the one elite child, you know, triple A kid is still the same kid. They're still just, they have just as much fun going to the rink. They have such as, just as much energy. They're just not, they just don't, they're just not at that level or whatever that level might be at that time. But it's a great point because I think a lot of us have multiple children, especially when you're in hockey, right? You're like, Oh, let's hope that all our kids play hockey, because if they're not, you know, if I got four kids and they're playing four different sports then then you're really in a whole another world. But I think it's like, you know, knowing that you can have all those kids playing uh, under one umbrella and hopefully, well, it doesn't sound like you did a great job of hand me down equipment because you got a goalie and then you got players, but two goalies, um, two skaters. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So you're, 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 you're getting, you're getting to move it around a little bit then at least as far as, you know, reusing equipment, I guess. Well, that's my youngest skater cannot get any of the stick hand-me-downs. He, he shoots the other way. Oh, <laughs> poor planning. That, that's a nice investment. <laughs> Kip, you were going to say something. Sorry, go for it. Um, No, I was just saying that, you know, it really, what I have found in seeing my oldest and then my middles at those two different levels of play is despite the AAA level being more intense and having a, you know, a tougher schedule and, you know, more training and pressure. What I found is equally because that's my oldest son's mentality, he finds a lot of joy in that just as much as my AA players find um, joy with their group. It's just because they found their people and, you know, they, they found their, you know, people who love the game, kids that are their same age, who share that love, and they love it in the same way. And that has been really um, eye-opening for me, I would say, because to see my oldest son be excited to, you know, do a gym workout in addition to the ice time, he's around people who take it as seriously as he does, who want to commit to it as much as he does, who are considering their, uh, you know, what food they're eating and what, you know, drinks they're drinking or not drinking in the same way that he does. And for him, it's, it feels so great. You you can just tell that he's excited to be around them because nobody is going to judge him for taking it so seriously or say, oh, you're, you know, you're too, you know, you're too serious about it. And he has found a new, um, you know, he's able to be his authentic self with them all the time. Yeah, I love it. You brought that up because <clears throat> it's so true that the the gauge on fun for kids this is an important point, right? It's different for each kid. And parents have to remember that their gauge, like your gauge as a parent, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be your kid's gauge, right? Um, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got when my kids were younger was someone told me, you have to remember they're not you, right? A lot of people like to say, oh, you get that from me. You get that from your mom. You get this from this person. And obviously there are traits that are inherited 
but that's a separate whole person right there. They're them, right? And they're going to develop into themselves. They're they're not you or your wife or whatever. They're themselves, right? Um, and it gets really confusing for you. Would you say? Add twins into that whole Oh, I, I bet. Even more complicated, right? Man, I, I struggle. I struggle with that the most because I'm just like, you can't be your own person. Just do what you do. Do what I need you to do. So it make yeah. my life easier. So I don't understand why you're going off on these these other tangents. Kim's t-shirt is embrace the chaos. Mike's t-shirt is just do what I'm asking you to do. Just do right? just, just stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, kid. Know your role. Um, <laughs> no, but it, it's true, Kim. I remember when I was playing, um, and it, it, you know, I, I as I matured and got older, I understood this more. I loved the hard work. I mean, I loved it, and. and I'm telling you, I left the rink, I left the gym, I left sometimes in pain, but I was, I loved the game. I loved that. Right. And I, I was always confused growing up of other kids. And this is my mistake, my fault. I couldn't understand how other people didn't act like that. Right. It wasn't until I got older that it was like, that's not for everybody. Some people just want to skate and have a good time. And that's okay too. Right. It took me far too long to, to kind of understand that. Um, and then, and also that that can change over time. Right. Like we see this all the time in might. The kid who's lazy in might might be your hardest worker in 10 years. You just don't know. Right. And and vice versa. You know, so it's an interesting uh, concept in, in terms of parenting and kids. Now, l- listen, I want to dive into your schedule and I want to remind people a few things here before I, I, I get into this, because Kim shared this with us. It's as crazy as you think. But I have to remind the audience, she is a business owner on top of this with five nothing but cake locations, by the way. We don't do mid rolls on this and Kim's not paying us, but if you've never been to a nothing but cakes, you need to go. All right. You need to have one of those. If you pass it, stop by, even get one of the, what are the little small ones called? What do you call those? It's called a buntlet. A buntlet. I mean, it's even, it's a genius name. If you've never done that, do that. I, I got to reiterate, this is not an advertisement. This is just me helping all of you listening that if you've never had one of those, you're missing out. Okay. Additionally, I just want to share, since we're taking this little moment, that <laughs> Nothing But Cakes loves to create fundraisers for all of your teams. So if you need anybody, we are happy to help you. You see that we're providing even more value to the audience now. So ch- check them out. You won't, you will not be, uh, uh, you will not regret that. Okay. So again, she's a business owner, five locations. She is active in her community. She has four children, two whom are goalies. That's how we're walking into this segment here. Okay. So this is, I'm going to go over the schedule and, and, uh, Kim, if I miss anything or I mistake anything, let me know. This is how the schedule looks. On Monday, the Twins have practice. That's at one rink. That's the slow day. <laughs> on Tuesday, 6 a.m. goalie training. What was that? Um, today, that uh, Monday now also includes an off-ice before the ice time, which was not – this is brand new this week that will be for the remainder of the season. So I it is a slow day. Though. You're correct. All right, Monday, Twins have practice and off-ice. Or is it – there's an off-ice. Okay, so that's one. Tuesday. 6 a.m. goalie training. You heard that right. Then Aiden has practice. Then Charlie has practice. I'm not mistaken. That's three different locations, correct? Three different locations, correct. And all three of my two goalies and my defensemen go to that early morning training time. My defenseman um, uses the time as a shooter um, to improve himself. As well. there you go. And, and just none of them can drive yet, right? Correct. Oh, I am like counting down. Lee. Well, this is 14 and I am like, he. we're going to be at the door. Yeah. Yeah, so just keep that in mind. I Wednesday, so. I think so, but I, I'm I'm doing I'm doing teen driving right now. <laughs> yeah, Mike Mike fears for his life every every single day. <laughs> uh, uh, Wednesday, four p.m. goalie training, and then Aiden has practice. Is that that's two different locations, correct? 
Yes. So uh, we live in Springfield, Delaware County. That afternoon training is in Hatfield, Pennsylvania. And then his practice is in um, New Jersey. Wow. Yes, that's a, that's a good point. We didn't even mention that. Uh, Thursday, 6 a.m. goalie training again. Charlie, the youngest, has practice. The twins have practice. Everybody's practicing that day. And then there's school hockey practice. So that's that's four different practices. That's that's uh that's that's your busy day, I guess, of practice. Friday, Aiden team, Aiden's team has off ice uh, and an on ice practice again, a little bit slow. And then and then you get to the weekend where uh, it's written here: games, 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 all over the place. So you're looking, unless you get lucky, at least three rinks. That's if if you get lucky. Sometimes you have a game or two at the same rink in this location, but um, that's your week without your job, Correct. right? And and I it's now now seems like the apt time to mention too that your husband is insanely involved, obviously, and I I'm, I see him all the time as well. Another loving, caring parent uh, who cares deeply for his children, but that that is a sketch, Kim. That that would be a full time schedule without a job. Agreed. How. You, you got to let the, how do you coordinate this? I mean, you hinted at it earlier that you have people help you, but I mean, are you guys getting up at four 30 every morning together and then going to bed at 4 AM? You know, we're not all getting up at four 30. Usually Will and I rotate. Um, and you know, that's how we, we plan it out. So number one, we use a Google calendar and everything is imported and shared that way we can all see it. We do have all of our kids have TeamSnap on their phones, the older ones that have phones, so that they don't have to ask us, what time is my practice? What do I have? They are responsible for knowing and being part of, you know, the planning and getting it done and being prepared. Um, Love that. On the logistical side, because it just is so much. I mean, nobody's helping us in the mornings because I don't think we could find somebody to hire to do that. Even everybody's got a price. Yeah, exactly. But we're already paying for the gold training. So I think that we're like at the limit on the budget for that. Right. We can't invest any more into that. Um, but we do uh, lean on, we, we have somebody that helps us three days a week in the afternoon. So she may, and Lee, you have helped her potentially in the locker room or at the ring um, to make sure that our youngest is on the ice and, you know, he has all the things on that he should have. Um, so we do use hired help. Uh, and then, of course, we coordinate with all of our hockey family and we never hesitate to reach out and ask. Um, that's yeah. one of our first calls to make if we see that there's a conflict or something is going on. Because I think that one of the things that Will and I do very consciously, and this week is a good example, on Wednesday, um, we had had games to a Philadelphia Union game for my youngest. He loves watching all pro sports. And it was over the summer and um, the game got postponed. So it's postponed to Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're not going to we're not going to say, oh, well, he has to miss out on that. That's a moment that we had planned to make a memory with him and we, we are not going to change it. So Will is going to take him to that, which would leave me free. But. Additionally, through all my networking and things, I got tickets um, to see the a preview for Cirque du Soleil for me and my twins. And I don't want them to have to miss that. So we have already coordinated with somebody from our hockey family to take our oldest. And, you know, so again, I think that we really rely on making choices that are going to help us manage our schedule, because what I never want hockey to do is subtract from our lives. Hockey has been such an amazing addition to our lives while logistically it is a, a nightmare. Um, 
it is worth every effort to do it, but I never want to miss out on other opportunities because of it. And I think that that's a trap that a lot of parents and families can find themselves in. Um, So I don't want anybody to look at our crazy schedule and think that it means that we say no to other things. We do, of course, naturally that happens because you can only fit so much into your day, but you have to make the good choices. You have to, you know, in your mind, know where your priority list is in terms of kind of a hierarchy of what you're saying yes to when things conflict uh, and make sure that, you know, there is some balance. I won't say it's like a true balance, but where at night when you go to bed and, you know, your heart feels good and you can put your head down and feel like, you know what, we made the right choice. Yeah, you, and you must have, you must have obviously done um, your research to make sure that the teams that the kids are on don't have the, these crazy policies where if you miss a practice, you miss a month of games or, you know, there's no flexibility. And, you know, I, I mean, because that's so important because you're, you're absolutely right. You have to have, you know, us as coaches and administrators and people that run these youth hockey programs have to understand that you can't. And I used to do this when I was a young, like when I first got into coaching before I had kids, I'm like, oh, geez, there's ice at seven o'clock tonight. Just throw an email out there. Hey, guys, practice tonight at seven. And and I got like 18 parents, like their heads exploding. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, how, how can you just add this to my schedule? And I never really thought about it from a parent's perspective. I'm like, no, don't you want to be at the rink? Like, why wouldn't you want to be at the rink? And then I'm, I'm then I'm like, oh, you have other kids. Oh, you have a job. Oh, you, uh, you do other things outside of the rink. I think a lot of us forget, especially the young coaches, right? They think, oh yeah, I love going to, you know, tournaments every weekend or I'll do this or I, I, I can add in another practice schedule. But, uh, you know, to your point, Kim, you know, the, obviously the coordination of all that, but also picking and choosing where your kids play is so important because you have to understand the parameters of what the consequences are to have a real life and make sure that you can have a balanced life. Because honestly, that's the most, it's not the most important thing sometimes to the people running the teams. It's, it, although we say it is, it's the most important piece to being a parent and to having kids. So I think it's really so important to hear that message that, you know, you're not, denying your family the opportunity to do these special things because of some rigid, you know, well, you have a practice on Thursday night. So for the next 28 weeks on Thursdays, there is just nothing else that can happen. And I think that's so important for us as coaches and administrators to remember too, that you need to build in not only the schedule for that, but also build in the, Mm. uh, the communication if that's allowed because most parents if you don't communicate it, they're like, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like, like if I miss practice, is this going to affect my kid? And how is that going to rip tr- trickle down? And what are the other parents going to say? So I think it's so important for everybody to kind of communicate within that within that organization that this is OK. It's not you can't you know, you can't just miss 15 weeks of Thursday nights. They don't take Taekwondo every Thursday and miss my Thursday pro- hockey practice. But there are you know, there are ways to schedule around that. And we encourage that. So I think that's great that you're able to find those organizations. I hope that that will do that for you. Yeah, I think that you're right, Mike. I think that as parents, we do. And, you know, the thing I think that is most different about hockey, and again, I'm not an expert in the other um, sports as a parent, but, you know, we're so diehard about this. We, you know, we live, eat and breathe it. We dedicate so much of our life to it. Um, And, you know, we're all in. So I do think that 
as parents uh, who, you know, your child is not responsible for driving themselves or for what time they get anywhere, we do feel a burden and a responsibility. Uh, and we do have concerns because we're investing so much time and money and effort into it that it could adversely, you know, affect them if we miss anything. And I do think that, uh, you know, to your point, good communication, clear communication, and almost celebrating people when they're having things that are important, confirmations, first communions, whatever it happens to be um, in their life. Because I think it really, you know, saying to a group and to your team at the onset of the year, hey, if you have a conflict, just communicate it, let us know, we want you to be able to, you know, not you know, don't come to practice if you are having, a, you know, an important family function. Um, but I think, you know, going even a step beyond and celebrating that gives the rest of us who are not having that, you know, time away from the team, the the permission for when it's our turn to feel better about doing it. I just want to add one more thing, because this just literally happened to me last week as a coach being asked about like, so I'm the assistant coach on this team. So I, I'm not a great assistant coach. I'll be, I'll be very honest, but <laughs> I, I, but I, I like the, I like the fact that I don't have to be like, people actually come to me like before nobody ever came to me ever. Like, Oh my God, like this guy's a lunatic. But now I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like the easy guy. You know, I can be in the rank and a parent can say, what do, you, what do you think coach thinks about this? And so one of the parents like, Hey, listen, we got, we might have opportunity for tickets to a game on Tuesday. We have practice on Tuesday. What do you think? They want to go to an NHL game. And my only advice is, listen, it's a long season. You really got to pick and choose when you want to miss those dates. It's just like school, right? If you if you miss every, if you miss 13 Fridays to go to hockey tournaments, it will affect you. If you miss two and you communicated that and planned it out and you pick and choose when you're going to miss, that becomes so much less stressful for everyone involved. And like, so, you know, and so if it's a, if you're going to go to a hockey game, but you're going to 16 of them, maybe don't miss this practice because this is a really important practice for you because of where your kid is like kind of in the pecking order right now. Now, later on, you know, maybe you plan it out and, and, and you pick and choose like, oh, we only have one game next Saturday. This Tuesday might be the good day to miss practice. Like, and but that takes, it takes planning. We talk about it all the time, right? Lee, it takes communication. It takes, it takes, you know, you can't just live your life waking up in the morning and say, oh, okay, my seven kids have practice and what do I do? <laughs> So I think it's just, but I think also as coaches need to do that too. Like, okay, I have 18 families responsible for right. me. I can't just tell them on Monday what we're doing Wednesday. And I think that's, you know, all those pieces really come into play, especially in hockey or any sport, any competitive sport, that scheduling really becomes so important because things can't just, you know, pop up. Like I used to joke all the time, like if my, if my, wife doesn't see it on the calendar it doesn't exist like it did it, you cannot do it because it doesn't exist like that's no no that doesn't that doesn't that has nothing to do with me you figure it out so i think it's so important for us to see that and me like i have no responsibility for anything like oh they have dentist appointments at four o'clock in the afternoon they can't go to that you know special hockey event no they have a dentist appointment that's been scheduled for two months like so i think that's it's it's all of us as hockey people have to understand that that scheduling that communication is so important but you do it when you can but think about, don't take advantage of it, you know, pick, pick and choose, you know, when you're going to have those special days uh, for the kids. If it is that when we start to be concerned more for our kids, ice time or their play time, they're also at an age where they're old enough to start to communicate for themselves. Right. So I think that that's the other important piece in our household is if we're having to miss anything, whether it's elective or, you know, because there's a conflict we are having conversations in our house with our boys that are 12 and older saying, hey, 
what choice do we want to make? Why will we make these choices so that they can begin to process, you know, those um, decision making skills and, and because we're making the choice as a family. And then we do help them to reach out to their coach where we might be with them when they're having a conversation or we might help them create the team snap message to reach out to them and begin that communication. And for my 14 year old, he does it very easily on his own now. And we don't even have to, you know, we just make sure that he does it, but, and he has a great relationship with his coach. So I think as long as the coaches are um, understanding that not only are they a coach on the ice, but what I love about the best coaches that we've had are that they are, I'm doing my part as a parent at home to have these communications, create this communication skill set. But then when they're supporting it by acknowledging and mm-hmm. saying to my 12 year old, hey, this is really great. I'm so glad that you reached out to me. Um, you did a good job in you know, being clear or, hey, uh, if next time when you reach out to me, this is what I would like to see and giving him those parameters. Um, and But mostly it's just that positivity because it's letting them know this is a good thing. And it just encourages them more to do it, you know, at any other point in time that they need to. And that's a life skill set. And that's what, of course, you know, all of us say in hockey, that's why we're really here because they're building life skills. Um, And this is one of the ways that I have found it really valuable for my kids. So Kim, I'll say this, I got a page of notes now, but uh, I I got a comment on a few of these things. But one is that um, you just reminded me as a coach, something that as a coach, it's easy for us to forget sometimes that how hard it is for a young child to come to us. And I want all the parents listening to know that I'm talking about the kids, not the parent. I love it when a player comes to me that talks to me about their goals or what they want. Um, even if they're nervous, the fact that they can come talk to me, I, to me as a coach, that's a huge win that they can feel comfortable. But again, easy to forget that you know as an adult, it's hard for a 10-year-old or a 15-year-old sometimes to approach you because you're the coach, you're the adult. There is there is a slight intimidation factor there. You know, you have you have control over this person's ice time. So just to echo Kim to the parents listening. And I I don't think there's ever a time that you're too young to be to be realistic about this. I think even even in might I want the kids to be able to feel comfortable talking to me. Encourage your child in the right way. <laughs> I got to say it like that to talk to the coach. That might mean calling or texting or whatever and saying, hey, can I meet with you before the next practice? You're going to learn a lot about your coach if they say no to that, by the way. All right. I, and, and just so you know, I've never had a coach, actually only one time, only one time had a coach say no to that. All right. They weren't a very good coach. But my point is, I want to hear from the kids. The other thing, Kim, I, I got to bring this up. And I talk about this a lot on my other channels. You'll notice in your intro, I never used the phrase work-life balance. And there's a reason why, because I don't think work-life balance is a thing. I think we all say that. I, I think it's it's fairy dust. It doesn't exist. I do believe in priority balance. And to me, you are someone that if there was a Mount Rushmore of people with priority balance, your family would be on it. Because as you've said, we pro- we know exactly where our priorities lie. Our family comes first. Two, hockey is not number two, Right growing up and experiences and ROI on hockey being life skills. That's the next thing. And then it's also, we're well-rounded. I love that you said Cirque du Soleil. You know, it's funny, Mike, we don't talk about this enough on the show. We talk about making well-rounded athletes and how you should do other sports, but we don't ever talk about the other extracurricular things like music, you know, and uh, acting and the arts, 
right? And how important it is. I care about it, Mike. I care about it. No, you know, it, it, oh, honestly, wait, 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 wait. I just got to say something because <clears throat> my family. Oh, I can't wait for this, Mike. I just got to say this. My family listens to this uh, to, to, to rib me all the time, right, about my uh, speaking. But my, my all my whole family's artists and musicians, and uh, I'm the, literally the only one that can't draw a stick figure. So, you know, I have I have artists, uh, musicians, I have actresses. My whole family's in the arts. So, and again, my best athletes have always been the lead in the school play, right. model UN president, uh, debate club winner. Like that's the best people that I recruit when I go after players are the best people. They're the most well-rounded. They're not a hockey player ready to explode when I when they blow their knee out at 11th grade and can no longer play the game again. So I just wanted to preface that because it'll, it'll get cut the wrong way. On my side, it's. It, it, I appreciate you saying that. Actually, you're, you're making my point and Kim's point here. And I'm going to say this too, because a lot of times people, well, how does that help with hockey? Which is not the right mentality at all, but it does because you're learning how to be creative, and your ability to apply creativity to the game, especially at the higher levels, is really important. I was I was just listening to John Tortorella do a press conference, head coach of the Flyers. You know, jokes aside, and he was talking about his elite level defenseman. And how what he wants to see is creativity within the constraints of the system. And that that's what separates a guy who plays every night from a guy who doesn't. So just being a formulaic player that does exactly what you're supposed to do, what while I'm not knocking that, that's not the full picture, right? You want to allow, and I say this as a coach all the time, I want you to be creative within the space you're given because that's what makes a great player. And again, so Kim, just bringing it back, this is the point I wanted to say. I love that you have that priority balance. I love that you exposed your children to things other than just hockey. We didn't even get into the, like the, just the business aspect of your life, which I'm sure they're very, very much attuned to, or they're around all the time. Right. So for the parents listening, and Kim, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. It's all about priority balance. You really need to decide, and this can change year to year. Like what are the priorities in the household? All right, because that's how you start to divide the time in your mind, right? It's not work-life balance. That's it's you're never going to succeed with work-life balance. It's, it, you're just going to feel horrible all the time. Kim, you're the master at this. Please, your, any comments you have on it? Well, you know, I always say my kids love hockey, right? They always want hockey to be their focus, and I think that's amazing, and I love that, and that's why we spend so much time in the sport. But, you know, when there's this, um, what I call a unicorn of an off season, because I don't really think there is one. <laughs> um, you have a day here or there. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I to, you know, I, we, they do, they have played lacrosse and other more scheduled sports, I would say, or seasonal sports that has sometimes worked for us and sometimes not. However, we try to participate in what we call lifetime sports, which means, you know, if that, so Taekwondo is one of them. Golf is one of them. Surfing is one of them. We do things that allow tennis, racquetball, you know, pickleball, all these things that where we can dictate the schedule on them or we can do them, you know, for three weeks and then not do them again mm -hmm. and then come back to it a month later. Um, because I do believe that all that hand-eye coordination and all of these other, and just being around other people and other athletes, right. you know, when, if you're a great hockey player, you're a great athlete, right? you know? So having, you know, input and, and experience and time in other spaces and places only builds, um, if hockey is your focus 
And if it doesn't end up being your focus, then you have these other experiences to decide where you want to change your focus and how you might want to maneuver from something. Because when you live a life in hockey that is so all encompassing, and then you step away from it for whatever reason that is, whether it's injury, whether it's, um, a choice because of something negative or that happened or just because of whatever it is, finance, you move, I don't know. I want my kids to be able to maneuver and know maybe where they have other interests or talents. Mm -hmm. Uh, And music is one of them too. All of my boys play the ukulele very well uh, and they've played other uh, instruments as well. But again, it's because they can pick up a ukulele and they can take it with us on, you know, a road trip or to a tournament and, and they can have it with them. So we're purposefully choosing things that we can um, acclimate into our life with the the most ease as possible. I, I want to be with your team. I want to be your team on a weekend up at a hotel with the ukulele out yeah. out in the, out in the lobby. That's what I want to do. Jeez, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, and that's 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 my point too, right? We had a player, I think, you know, a couple of years back, and one of my high school kids played the electric guitar, and he played the you know the Star Spangled Banner, uh, <laughs> you know, for, to start like, in his hockey equipment. On the ice, like with plugged into the speaker. That's awesome. And it was Please a tell great, me there's like, video of that somewhere. <laughs> there's somewhere. I don't know. Somebody has it. This is well, I, awesome. I shouldn't say a couple of years ago. This is you know back in my other life. But I think it's like it's 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 just. But those are the kind of things. Like I love to embrace those things. Like I just did a survey for a new program I'm working with, and that's uh, the whole survey. I don't think I even mentioned about hockey. Like I just want to know what are your interests? What do you like? Are you a dog person? Are you a cat person? Are you like do you play other, you know, what other sports do you play? Are, are you is it your primary sport? Is it your secondary sport? What other uh, do, do you love art? Do you love music? Do you love because this is the kind of stuff that helps us even in in what in Lee's world of team building, like when like you ever you know, you're always gonna have that best player, right? But if you want to have the best team, other kids on the team have to feel valued. So if you right. can extract what they're great at. And, and build it into your team dynamic, all of a sudden that kid is looked at differently. Like they, they don't have to just be a great goal scorer or a great defender or a great goalie. They could be great at something else that we do in a different team building activity. And it just elevates them in the mind of the kids. They're like, oh my God, this guy's unbelievable at this. Like I didn't even knew, I didn't even know we had this talent. And because talent is talent, right? So I think it's I think it's just so important to know your players and to what you're doing, Kim, and your family is you know, allowing your, your, your athletes to be people and to explore all these great other things. And I love that idea of like, you know, again, it is hard to play. You know, we joke around with the USA hockey model that we want our kids to be multi-sport athletes, but yet we put the hockey programs into a position where you can't be a multi-sport athlete. I mean, we have tryouts in April, we start seasons in August. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not conducive to be a three-season athlete the way we've designed the sport. But tennis, golf, badminton, archery, whatever it is, do those other things. And, and, I, and, and if you can schedule it around your crazy schedule and make it a part of their daily thing that they do for life sport, I think that's so important. And that's great because I think it's just at the end of the day, it does make a better athlete. It does make a better hockey player. But, and Lee t- says this all the time, it just makes a better person. And yeah, gives you opportunity to be a different person. You know, as a business owner, I do a lot of networking and I talk to a lot of people. And I have it, I'm lucky I have an amazing product that I am able to provide. But what I always say is, you know, you can go to a lot of places to get cake for your birthday, to celebrate somebody at the office, to, you know, for corporate gifting. But when I meet people, and the reason I tell my boys that you wanna 
learn other things and, and kind of have an interest in other things so that when you talk to people, mm. you can connect with them because right. You might be all about hockey, but maybe that's that teammate and you, you're not like, you know, totally in sync, but maybe you learn that you like the same music or maybe you, you, like you said, you're both into archery or whatever it is. Now you've made a connection. And so, and I try to share with them that in the business world, when I network, I'm just trying to meet people and learn about them and for them to learn about me. The cake is secondary because now if they say, oh, she's a a hockey mom or she's a sport parent or she's a boy mom, now they're going to say, wait, what does she do? And maybe I'm going to, maybe I want to work with her, right? Because now we've connected on a personal level. And that's the other piece that I think is really important to doing other things because hockey, we're so intense about it. And, you know, it gets competitive no matter what level you're at. It allows the boys and girls to have a different connection that's separate from the hockey because at some point they will conflict. I was, I was going to say, Kim, this might've been one of the first times you were introduced as a hockey parent first and then a award-winning business owner because of that. But you're making a great point. And you know, there's a cautionary tale here because I have played with and met when I was younger uh, players who only did hockey. I mean, it was their life. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not, this isn't a shot at them, but they could not carry a conversation about anything other than the game. Um, and it, it could become frustrating at times for them and for the people around us because they had no other interest. Um, and then the cautionary side of it is the game ends for all of us at some point. Um, and and it, it would terrify me that if I was, whether it was 18 or 40, and I couldn't talk about anything else. I mean, it, we, we can't do that to our kids. We can't, we you have to open them up to other experiences and things like that. Um, another thing I love about talking to Kim is that, you know, anyone listening to this can't just go, well, yeah, I mean, it's easy for her. No, she's got four kids in a business. This, this is like a no excuses episode for everyone, including me. Um, one thing I want to touch back on was earlier in the episode, you had said that the kids are somewhat responsible for their schedule I, I, on their on the digital calendar. So here's a parent question. This is actually me actually asking you, even though we're on the air. Um, how do you handle mistakes, right? How do you handle, hey, the elbow pad, the glove didn't make it in the bag. How do you handle, I misread the calendar? I mean, it's it's got to happen, right? Um, you know, that's something, again, I'm in the first season now where both the kids are playing, right? Last year and the year before, it was really just one. Uh, within reason, right? So how do you handle mistakes or mishaps or hiccups? Um, so- you, you, you text your husband and say, ah, see? <laughs> I, I just, that's my own. This was I, your responsibility. I, 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 I've never had that happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> never, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, one thing that I always say, and um, if my if my bakery teams ever hear this, they're going to say, there she goes. Um, I always say, mistakes are great because they're the place they're a place where we can have the most growth right we can be if we're successful every day um that's wonderful but it's in order to have true growth we have to make the mistakes mm-hmm. and mistakes are where the learning happens uh and all i can ask is that we don't repeat them so as you know i think that at work actually it's a lot easier for me than at home because home is like it's emotional and they're you know they're my kids. So I don't, I don't always have the HR hat on, you know, when the frustration bubbles up and all those things, the HR um, hat. I like, I like that. I understand that. I get <laughs> all, um, and it's really interesting. Um, in addition to some of the other things that you shared about me, I also do some writing for some local publications and my, the article that I'm currently working on is called from uh, manager to momager. 
And I'm really writing about how, as I've developed as a, a, a professional, and I've had to develop a lot of these HR skills and management skills in order to understand people, understand myself, et cetera, in order to set them up for success, I'm now translating a lot of that to my household. Now that my boys are of an age where I feel like they need to be more responsible and the burden needs to be more with them and, and grow more with them than with me, uh, especially regarding school, hockey and everyday preparation in our household. So you're right. Mistakes happen. I mean, mm. that's just the nature of having a crazy logistical schedule. Um, I think that the best thing that we can do for our kids is, is set them up for success. So, you know, mistakes are going to happen, but just like at work, I can't, um, you know, give somebody a warning if I haven't given them the 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 opportunity to truly succeed. So, and I'm going to really break it down for you. And and it's funny that you asked that because I, like I said, I'm writing this article. So I really had to put pen to paper on it, literally. And um, it's all about, you know, what, how am I communicating it? Mm. Is it verbal? Is it written? Is it via team snap? And how does my child need to hear it? Are they audio? Are they visual? Are they tactile learners? Uh, and making sure that I am giving them whatever they need. So Team Snap is one of them. We use a lot of lists. So, and again, you can imagine that I, I create a list, I laminate it, and then we use an expo marker. So for example, if we're going to go on a tournament trip, I have a list, it's printed out and it says trip planning and it says there's a blank and it says shorts and blank and pants. And mm -hmm. then I put the decimal marker how many they might need. And I give it to them, you know, the Thursday before we leave. And I say, go get your duffel bag and fill it up with these items. And we check it before they leave. Um, so again, I'm still making sure that, you know, they didn't bring shorts instead of pants when we're going to Michigan. But, you know, that they didn't, they brought, you know, two, two, you know, no holes in their socks, et cetera. Right. But they're doing kind of the heavy lifting piece, right? They're um, saying, well, this is a sweater that's my favorite. Or then they, it might give them the opportunity to ask me, hey, mom, where's my favorite sweater? Um, oh, I, I need to have it washed then. Um, but it's giving them those steps to get there. Because otherwise, we're just saying, go pack your bag. Right. Maybe that's the equivalent of a coach on the ice saying, skate harder. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. But it's so simple, Kim. Why, why don't the result that you wanted <laughs> of giving that direction? Right. right. No, it's a great point. It's a five star answer, by the way. You, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, it's funny you bring this up too, Kim, because uh, you know, I was just giving a friend of mine who has younger kids advice, and I said to him that your younger kids can do more than you think they can. Um, just sometimes for us as parents, it's just easier to do it. But I said that that just know that they can they can probably do more. They can feed the dog. They they can take their dishes to the sink. It's funny you mentioned that because that conversation reminded me with with my son and my daughter, we were having some, I'll just say, inconsistencies with getting the bags packed. And I was getting very frustrated. And what I've learned to do, and this is actually just following what you said, is that when I get frustrated, I actually look at myself and say, well, okay, what am I not doing? It's not always me, but what am I not doing communication-wise that they're not receiving the information? And, and you made a very important point. We always talk about 10 out of 10 problems are communication-based. But people receive and retain information in different ways. I've said it before. If I see something visually, like I'll give as a hockey example. If you show me a drill, I will be able to do it almost immediately. If you just tell it to me with no nothing on a board, I have a very hard time with that. It just whatever reason, I've tried. So one of the things I did was I had Logan with me, my son. 
um, who has two bags now. He has a player bag and he has a goalie bag. So you can imagine it can get, you know, sometimes the gear has to go back and forth. Yeah, we'll talk about goalie stuff in a minute. And and one of the funny things is I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a checklist just like you did. But I said, Logan, you're going to create it. And I'm going to help you make it. So I put the accountability on him of, okay, what are the, and I helped him. What are the pieces of equipment you need for this, for that? And you know what? He actually enjoyed it, which I was kind of half mad, half happy about. Because, you know, it's like I've been telling you to do this for months. Uh, but he made the list. He put the list up. And now he has the accountability of doing it. And I can say to him, you made a list. <laughs> you made that list, not me. Right? So I think that like little tips like that are really important. Not the one I just gave, but all of the ones you said of we find different ways. Another quick one was for whatever reason, this is now this is a parent husband wife thing. For whatever reason, the digital calendar that I've created and spent a lot of time on just wasn't clicking in our house, right? I was getting very upset about it. But, but you know, but then again, I did it as a husband. I turned around and I said, all right, what can I do differently? Because this, again, for those listening, my wife has an insanely busy job to the point that checking her phone to check a calendar really is not always the easiest thing to do. So I went out to the to the to the Staples, and I was praying they still had those old paper calendars that you can write on. I'll share a picture of it in the group, and I wrote it's basically just who's dropping the kids off at school, who's picking them up, and who has hockey that day. And it has been a dream for us. She checks it every day. It's 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 worked for whatever reason. It's worked. It do would you be, write on, Do you physically write it on I there? I physically write it. Can I will give you my pro tip for that because we also have a paper <laughs> calendar. Sure. My tip is for repeating events, Avery makes labels. They're, they're the return address labels and they're 80 on a page. Ah, that's a good idea. So I, you just write Alina's practice and you just do a full sheet and then you just stick them on every Tuesday, Thursday. But or- if I make it too easy, I can't complain that I have to do it and get those brownie points at the end of the day. No, that's actually a really good suggestion. Yeah, I got hand cramps from the schedule. I color code the colors. I did the- that. So I, I, I have it color coded between when one has practice, the other has practice. They both have practice. What's funny is that looking at it, uh, we have big rectangles now over the days where there's no hockey. So we we have like, wow, there's there's five days this month. That's like a record where we don't have to be anywhere. And naturally, we schedule other stuff for those days. But the point I, I, I'm, I'm making, Kim, and again, this is the 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 what you've championed here, is that it, it would be easy for me to stomp around the house being like, I made this digital calendar. It wasn't working. And we had to find something that worked. Same thing with my kids. I told you to put the equipment together. It wasn't working. I had to find a way that they were going to receive it. That's part of the growth uh, aspect of this, both as a parent and as a player and a child. And also, I mean, th- look, there's a million coaching examples of this, Mike, we could give. That's a whole nother episode, right? Yeah. But but I, th- I think it's important we bring this up because because it's always changing every year. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to debate uh, the paper versus the digital, but I think it's it all depends on it all depends on the family and and your the kids your the the ages of your kids, and you know the fact that like like to me I'm aghast when I find out like a team doesn't have like a digital app it's, like I'm it's like, amazing. what like how are you yeah. do, how are you even living even my adult you know? league team has that Mike <laughs> yeah I know everybody <laughs> I'm like wait a minute wait a minute you don't have a scheduling app I said I don't even how do you live I mean yeah. so it's you know again and I'm and my wife's all paper. I'm all digital. Like, so yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like just trying to, you know, I'm, I'm up there taking a photo of the calendar on the fridge. Cause I've got to coordinate. I've got to coordinate with her having that schedule. <laughs> that's the way she works. But again, it's just, it's just a matter of, and, and I think that goes back to 
like the, the scheduling and, and coaches knowing that you can't just add things in at the last minute. And, you know, it, it might seem like a, like a bonus, like, Oh, I've added this ice on Thursday nights and we're all, you know, we'd love <laughs> managers to too. This yeah, is just coaches. Managers yeah. need to hear this too. Yeah. And then you're, and then, and then you're like, Oh my God, like, how am I going to do this? And then, you know, to Kim, we were saying, right now your kids are stressed out. Like, Oh, I can't miss practice. Well, we're away. Like we're, we've already planned this day. And, and so we got to work it out. And, but I think it's uh, that piece is, that piece is, um, you know, so vitally important for the, for the health of your family, because it just, and if, you know, if you're lucky enough to have one child, I guess it's not that bad, but you know, if you're, if you're in a place where you got to be in multiple places with multiple kids and multiple events, then that, that coordination of the daily activities is, is huge. Vital. And it does. And again, I, I like, I like the fact that you're not, it's not, it's not a balance. It's a, it's, it's that you're actually just managing. Right. And yeah. And I think, you know, to take it down to our youngest kids level, which, you know, Charlie is seven. Um, so he's clearly, he's not gonna, he doesn't have teen snap and he doesn't necessarily read a list, but you know, I try when we're there early I think the hardest thing that we do as parents, uh, it's hard for us as parents is like you said, Lee, is that they can actually do more than we give them credit mm-hmm. for. So if you get there early, what you have to think about, and again, I always, everything for me is goes to the business mindset, which is, and I learned this when I grew from one to two to three, now to five locations. What I did when I had one location and even two locations is not sustainable as an owner and for my bandwidth as I've grown to five and we're still growing. So now every decision I make is, is that sustainable when I have twice as many bakery locations? The same is true for our kids. Mm. So the earlier you can have your kids help you, the more sustainable it will be for your life if you have other kids that are coming into this sport or any other sport. And more importantly, it ensures the happiness that we all have at the beginning that we need to try, that's harder to keep as our kids get older and our schedules get busier and things get more competitive. So a good example is, you know, just this past weekend, Charlie and I were probably the first ones at the rink uh, for our, the 7 a.m. game. <laughs> and it was dark yeah. and early and we were in the locker room with plenty of time. And I said, you know what, Charlie, I want us, you tell me which gear goes on first right. and then you try to put it on. And if you need help, I will help you because we were the only ones in the locker room. But the, and again, not every day, you know, there are days when you have the 430 practice and you're hustling from school and work. But if you, the more you can do, the earlier you can do, you have to have a sustainability mindset, right? right. What is going to help you sustain your sanity, your schedule, your life, your happiness, um, and what burden can you, you know, translate to the kids so that they can, you know, also have pride and be happy and excited that they're self-sufficient. Right. And some of the trade-off too is, um, especially with the youngest child, I'll say, and I've realized this too, is you realize, you know, this might be the last time you get to do certain things as a parent. You uh, see my and, husband at the range. Oh, you know I, I wasn't going to bring that up, but you can bring that up if you want. Um <laughs> Your, your husband is a tall hulking man who I never want to make upset. I'll put it that way. But yeah, no, it, it's it's funny because my daughter gets herself dressed uh, outside tying her skates. Um, and it's like you have a moment where it's like, oh, man, I'm never going to do that again. Um, and But you got it again. It's a balance, right? You got to decide certain things. You can always help them if you ask. Right. Um, but th- those are fun things with the last kid. Kim, listen, I'm looking at the time. I, I have several questions, but I, I'm I'm going to skip over some of them. Um, I realized early on in the episode, we could actually have you on a whole episode of our kids play goalie if we wanted to, um, which we're probably going to do because with two goaltenders in the house and the uh, realization from me 
as you watched me go into my goaltending parent chrysalis and come out the other end of that, because there's a whole denial phase with that. Um, but there's two questions I really want to get to here um, that I think are important. Um, this next one I think is going to speak to a lot of parents. You have a child in AAA, you have two children in AA, and you have a mite, a beginner player, okay? Uh, different ages, different people, different kids. I want to know about the household mentality of those different levels because I have seen it um, across the board where it's easy to go, well, that child's games are more important than this child's games, okay? And look, there, there are, I, I would say it as a coach, yeah, if the AAA player has a game and my might child has a scrimmage, there, there is a priority there, okay? But I want to know how do you handle this because each kid has to get equal uh, love, you know, equal time. Um, and I think it, it's easy for parents to drop into this while well, one kid plays AAA. That's more important. And that's dangerous thinking. Can you just talk about how you compartmentalize that in your household? You know, we really don't even think about the level of play, to be honest with you. The only time that might ever come into actually it doesn't, you know, even if we're at the end of the season and, you know, we're talking about, you know, championship games or semifinals or anything like that, um, th that doesn't come into play, right? Every kid is equally important. Um, so we just rotate our time. I think as double goalie parents, the hardest part is you don't know who's going to play if they're not on an equal rotation. So you may go to two, you know, to one goalie's game and not see him and then go to the other's goalie game and not see him either. Um, but that's part of the job as a goalie parent, um, just like it's part of their job to, you know, to 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 have that rotation. But, you know, we never think about that. We're just equally um, sharing our time with the different kids, hoping that we get to see our goalie play. I mean, we do talk about that. Like, oh, what do we, what do we think is going to happen and what was the rotation and try to predict. But ultimately, everybody gets um both my husband and I as equally and as much as possible. The only time that it may come into play is if any of our kids are struggling with something and we feel that it would benefit them to have one of our personalities more than another mm. for pregame or on the ride or whatever it is, whether that's to help motivate them, whether that's just to put them at ease. Because again, you know, sometimes we naturally vibe with one of our kids more than another. Um, so, so in that sense, we may make that choice. Um, for, but it's not skill level based. I think it's important to reiterate that. Correct. Right. And I would say the additional piece to that, that I think is really important is we give um, equal training time to all of our kids. So the extra money that we pay for goalie training goes as much to my AAA player we give as mm. much time to my other goalie, my double A goalie, because he's not less deserving of it just because he plays at a different level. He, you know, the goal of training and of any season is, you know, to start at one place and then, you know, this is your goal and you're going to try to get as close to it as possible. And it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a double A, a triple A, it doesn't matter what level you're at. And that's really important. Equally, um, we try to give our defensemen as much, you know, training time as possible. And I really look at it on, you know, I look at the calendar, I look at the budget, and I try to say whatever we're doing for one, we have to try to do it for all of them. It's just a fair thing. And I would not feel good about doing anything other than that. I, I love the answer. Look, look at look at you bringing sanity to this game right now with that answer. No, it, it listen, Kim, it's a fantastic answer. And I think, um, you know, it's important people remember that you got to throw the, the letters out. 
right? Because it, it's not what it's about, right? At the end of the day. Now, don't get me wrong. If a kid's got a chance to get drafted and they have a big tournament, yeah, you got to make a decision as a family uh, of, of who is going to go with that. But at the same time, uh, using my own experience, and Mike, I've told you this too, I'm volunteering to to work with my daughter's team this year because I afforded that to my son for several years. And I want her to know you, you can have this too. Not just me, obviously. It's the same opportunities across the board. Um, and, and look, there's been some drawbacks and benefits to that, but I don't want any kid of mine, really any kid in general to feel like, oh, he's, there's preference here. I love my children equally. I mean, I couldn't take another six hours to talk about how much I love my kids. All of us, all of us uh, share that. Um, Kim, final question, because I, I don't, again, I'll keep you for three hours if you let me. Um, the three of us on here, very blessed. We're all entrepreneurs in our own right. Um, we get to kind of create our own schedule. It is it is a blessing, and it, I there's never a day that I wake up and I don't have some gratitude for what I get to do, what you get to do, Mike. I know you're in a similar boat uh, most days outside Monday morning. No, I'm just kidding. Every, every day, uh, we we love to do this. So my last question for you is this, and and this is something people listening, I really look up to Kim with this, and 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 as she said, she comes to me, I go to her for this all the time too. Any of the parents listening, your advice if they want to take that step into entrepreneurship or a furthering of a career within the hockey lifestyle. Because I think a lot of people go, I, I just can't do it. And and I I believe there is a way to do it. So I, I would just love to hear from you, your advice for, for parents or guardians listening that want to have a career outside of being a full-time hockey parent. You know, I think similar to when I asked uh, the young moms at the time, you know, how what do you think about hockey? Should we do it? And they said, oh, yeah, it's great. You should do it. I think I could easily say the same. Oh, it's great. I love it. It allows me to control my own schedule um, and and be in in control of my personal wealth, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, But additionally, I think very similarly to hockey, and that's why I love the sport so much. I feel like it has so many parallels to being an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship and business ownership is all encompassing. It takes everything you have every single day. There is no time out. So while yes, you get to control your own schedule and there are a lot of benefits to that, particularly as a hockey parent, um, it means that I always have my laptop with me. And for my goalie who likes to be at the rink two hours ahead of time, I am spending those two hours or at least an hour and a half working Um you know, the benefit is that when we drive to Boston and to Chicago for, you know, 10 hours, he gets to hear a lot of conference calls. And, um, you know, I am utilizing all that time to to gain time with him. But it means that I am always working. But for anybody who's willing to try it and, and is ready to do it, I think that entrepreneurship not only uh, in individually benefits us as people because we're going to do something that we're passionate about, that we have a talent for, that we love, which ultimately will drive our business to success. But I think that just like hockey, my children, just from being exposed to living with two entrepreneurs, they have taken away so much about work ethic, commitment mm-hmm. to staying on a plan, you know, planning and the logistics, uh, you know, and, and, you know, all effort, no excuses attitude um, that is that I'm hoping is, you know, going to be valuable for them for life. Uh, so for that reason, I think, too, as parents, um, it can be beneficial in ways that you don't that are non-business related that you may not even be aware of. 
Oh, just fantastic. Oh, you answered it and then some. It's, again, you're just extremely well spoken. But Mike, I'm gonna throw it to you if you have any other final questions. Uh I, I will say this real quick, Mike, that Kim, we're gonna have to have you. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use producer powers here, and Caitlin will 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 hopefully agree. We're gonna get you back on our kids play goalie because I've had several questions come up throughout the episode. I'm like, I'm just gonna save that for another, another episode because it's goalie related, but uh, no, th- this has been fantastic, Mike, but I wanted to give you a, a moment too, if you had any other questions. No, it's awesome. It's, uh, you know, like, like always when we do these, it's inspiring. It's, uh, you know, it's an opportunity to kind of reevaluate what you're doing and, and reschedule your, your, your brain and say, wow, you know what? I never thought that we I could do that. Or maybe this is the time to do it, or let me get my kids to do this. And let me, you know, share this episode with those parents that I know are struggling and, and know that feel overwhelmed and, and feel like, oh, my God, like, how are you, you know, I think we sit in the rink and we're all in the lobby and nobody's willing to admit that we're all nuts and, and that, you know, everybody's, everybody's <laughs> crazy. And then when you see like somebody not there, like, well, why, how come this person's not here? How come this person's not at the game? You know, they go, you know, they can't come to everything. Like, like, I don't remember my parents ever going to my games like like my father did later on in my in my life. But he was like, he was working. I mean, you know, he's like there was a practice and, and you know, never, never followed me around. So he's just like, OK, yeah, somebody's dropping you off. Go to practice. Get dressed. Yeah, Mike's at hockey. Said, Where's Mike? He's at hockey. Yeah. He's at, he's at hockey, but I think it's like I think that's the I think this is the that's the point, right, is to is to help your children navigate um, as much as they can. So it helps you. Uh, but also, I think, you know, if you listen to this episode and you have and you have an opportunity to share it with somebody that maybe is struggling uh, to do all this stuff. You see him like always late and, and never on time and always forgetting equipment. And, you know, it's it's a hard it's a hard sport to navigate. There's no doubt about it. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a great I think you had some great advice and, and some great, you know, insights as to what you do and secrets. Um, and uh, I'm sure you'll share the website and order some bun cake and. Uh, <laughs> You have to try that if you haven't. No, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, not in the Philadelphia area, so I guess I'll have to do the. They're mail everywhere. Work. They're yeah. everywhere. I, I mean, Mike, I'll tell you when you do come to the Philadelphia area. I know where I'm taking you right away, but they're very addicting. Uh, so Kim, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to offer up our email real quick, team at ourkidsplayhockey.com. That if you have a question for Kim that you want to ask her, send us that email, and we will make sure it gets through. But Kim, I also want to give you a chance, uh, whether it's nothing but cakes or something else. Is there a way people can support you? <laughs> Well, of course. I mean, you know, if you need anything, there are nothing but cakes nationwide. There's 525 of us open nationwide and in Canada. So, you know, all of us have uh, all of the owners that I know that I've met, which there have been many, um, have the same heart that I do. It's part of what's special about our brand uh, and about the people that are in it. So any uh, anything that we can help you do to celebrate, we are here for you. Uh, again, whatever we can do to help you otherwise in, in kind donation for a banquet or a fundraiser to help your team travel, uh, whether it's hockey or, you know, music or whatever it is that is important to you in your life. You need a raffle donation for a cause that's near and dear to your heart. We are happy to help with all of those things uh, because we definitely feel like just like the hockey community, the more that we uh, can do for the community, then the stronger our community is. And I, I will support that by saying that everybody has seen Dunkin' Donuts munchkins in the locker room. You know, kids like the munchkins, but when there was a nothing but cakes box in there, box in that in that room, it was a different vibe. Kids slowly crept up to it. They understood that if I'm going to get one of these, I need to cooperate right now. It was it was <laughs> it was an event. Um, so yes, listen, we all love hockey. We all love cake. So it's a, this is a win win episode. Hey, hockey is for everybody. Cake is for everyone. <laughs> That's the other T-shirt. 
we're gonna make and embrace the chaos that's that's the, the theme of the episode um so this has been a very literal uh, uh episode of our kids play hockey literally we've been talking about that uh kim wright just a fantastic person fantastic business person fantastic hockey mom i can't thank you enough for being here today thanks so much for having me and um i'll see you at the rink I'll see you at the ring table, and we'll and we're Kim will return. We're gonna get her back on for an episode of Our Kids Play Goalie. Remember, all of the episodes of Our Kids Play Hockey are available wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we continue to break records every single month, uh, actually weekly, with the amount of listeners we have. Cannot thank you all enough for that. Please, if you haven't done so already, share this episode with all of the hockey parents. This one's an inspiring one. It's gonna make you feel great. Put it in your team snap. Put it in your chats. Uh, if, if you do a written version, what's wrong with you? Uh, just share the podcast with everybody you can. And remember, all the episodes always available on OurKidsPlayHockey.com. For Mike Benelli, Kim Wright, I'm Lee Elias. We'll see you next week, everybody. Skate on. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Make sure to like and subscribe right now if you found value wherever you're listening, whether it's a podcast network, a social media network, or our website, OurKidsPlayHockey.com. Also, make sure to check out our children's book, When Hockey Stops, at WhenHockeyStops.com. It's a book that helps children deal with adversity in the game and in life. We're very proud of it. But thanks so much for listening to this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey, and we'll see you on the next episode.